Hey everyone, welcome back to Agency Hacker. I'm Destine, your co-host of the show. Today we are here with Ryan Blay, former Canadian freestyle ski team, aerials, turn, turn brand, and digital marketing trainer. How are you, Ryan? Very good. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, of course. Let's get started. What does your agency do and how did you start it? Yeah, so you had mentioned in the intro there, I used to be on the Canadian freestyle ski team. Um, I was one of the athletes that back in the day was an early adopter of social media and sort of websites. And um, just before I retired after the 2010 Olympics, I was really, really active in, in social media, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, leveraging websites. And I built effectively a, a, uh, an athletic brand persona for myself. And when I retired from sport, I had realized that I got pretty good at leveraging these digital platforms. And at the time, social media was nascent. Businesses were not yet using Facebook and Twitter, um, and or at least not actively. And so when I retired from sport, I decided that I was going to help businesses establish their brands and teach them how to activate it online through social media. So it was really learning how to use social media and developing a brand as an athlete that I learned the initial skill set of which I decided to to turn that into uh, into an entrepreneurial venture once I retired from sport. Wow, that's amazing. That is quite the turnaround. What, what would you say you learned after just that, you know, Olympic route and athletic brand that you were able to cultivate? Yeah, well, sport is, you know, fairly famous for teaching uh, athletes many, uh, you know, skill sets and attributes and character traits that, um, uh, you know, put you in a good place when you, once you transition into business, um, quadrennial planning for your planning for the Olympics is not that far off of, you know, doing a three to five year, uh, roadmap for a business. So there's a lot of, a lot of things that I just learned in the business of athletics that I apply now to my business, but it was, uh, in learning to, to tell my story and to establish a persona online. And effectively I developed, you know, a good content marketing strategy as an athlete. And then I had to find the channels and the platforms to get my message out. And I had to, you know, ensure that I was, um, you know, I was consistent with my brand and I was, you know, uh, getting my message out consistently across different platforms, whether it's web or digital, et cetera. And, um, and then, yeah, that just became a, a natural sort of transition to, to uh, continue that on, but on behalf of, uh, on behalf of my clients, once I, once I retired from sport. Uh, and, you know, when I, when I first started my company, it was a social media consultancy. I, I specialized just in social, but it, very quickly it became clear that my customers were also needing some more traditional marketing services and, and more just traditional web as well. So it wasn't, wasn't too long from the founding of my my initial business go social that I merged with with 910, the business you're speaking to today. I'm an owner and the CEO, but in the beginning, I think it was in 2012, I merged my my first company go social with with 910. And at the time, 910 was looking to uh, acquire a smart, you know, a smart, scrappy little startup that was specializing in this new media called social media. And uh, you know, 910 at the time was really looking to broaden what they had as a pretty traditional. Uh, digital marketing uh, portfolio at that point. That's amazing to hear. Do you do you have any favorite platforms that you've used during your athletic background, and then also now currently within your agency? 
Well, it's interesting. You know, it's it's one of those things where personally I've found that I've backed off of of my own personal use of, of social media. And I'm, I'm actually more passionate about teaching businesses how they can leverage these social platforms um, for themselves as well. But uh, myself personally, I, I, I also have over the years, I've transitioned more into brand strategy. So um, whereas uh, my first company, Go Social, the one that merged with 910, we, I would spend a lot of time teaching businesses how to, how to leverage, how to activate, how to use, let's say, uh, social media. Uh, no, everyone was pretty uh, overwhelmed by social media at first. How does this work? What do I do? And you know, what do I post about? All this type mm-hmm. of stuff. So, so we've done a lot of coaching with that. But fast forward to 2022, um, through a lot of iterations and a lot of focus on brand, and you know, we've been a full service digital agency. We now have a, a training academy, and I've just recently merged with my number one competitor. Um, and originally, Marcus Vanstone, my my business partner, was going to be on today's call with us. We've just merged our our businesses together and have launched a training academy. And the training academy now is that's our full time uh, sort of effort where we're really working with small medium businesses, establishing their brand helping them get established with their online presence, web, social, and search. And then the most important part is teaching them how to activate it, teaching them how to internalize their digital marketing strategies so that their employees, their staff can, uh, can you know, execute on their uh, digital marketing strategies following, you know, best practices and uh, modern, modern sort of, uh, yeah, modern best practices related to content marketing, et cetera. That's amazing. I mean, with your experience with content marketing, I'm sure that your clients can attest to the results of they've ex- that they've, you know, experienced. Why did why why did you get to a point where you wanted to just have a training academy in the first place? It's a little bit full circle. Um, when if we rewind back to my first company, Go Social, um, right out of the gate as an entrepreneur, that's the first thing I did. I was educating clients on how to take advantage of the, these new platforms, you know, mm-hmm. web 2.0, um, social media, et cetera. And then all the, all the way along until now, we still find that clients are significantly under leveraging these platforms uh, because there seems to be this sense that, well, once you're established, it'll just start working for you. And of course, you know, yeah, you need to have the right platforms in place, you need to have accounts, but it's it's all based on your content strategy. And, mm-hmm. um, and then, um, you know, they typically, uh, again, with our target audience being small, medium businesses, they would typically have, you know, someone doing this off of the side of side of their desk without proper training, without a really uh, good understanding of, of, again, some of the best practices for for uh, digital marketing. And we have a, we have a wide array of, of curriculum that we offer. We actually partner with the Digital Marketing Institute. So they're the global leader in uh, professional skills development and education for digital marketing. So, you know, we would provide short courses on anything from email marketing to e-commerce to selling on social media. Um, we get even into very technical courses like search engine optimized uh, SEO and, uh, you know, pay-per-click advertising as well. So so we really try to ensure that we can put our um, our customers in a good place where they can, again, internalize the, those digital marketing activities as opposed to having to pay an agency to do it at a very high hourly rate. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. So these short courses that you provide, is it just with long-term clients, short-term, or is it just they're just able to take the course and maybe not possibly continue working with you? Yeah, that's a good question. So we have um, 
sort of uh, self-directed DIY access. So you can just uh, sign up for any of the short courses or the professional certifications. You can do those on your own. It's completely um, done online. You, you know, you do the, the video curriculum, uh, work through the worksheets, take the, the exam and get your certification. The vast majority of our students will do a done with you offering where in addition to the course offering uh, online, they join a private learning community where they are uh, in that community with other peers that are learning. They join us on weekly coaching calls. We have various subject matter experts that will coach, guide, hold them accountable, give them lots of activities and, and, uh, and um, you know, homework effectively. It's like a practicum. And so that's a much richer experience. And so for that, we would find that some businesses we will push back and you know advise them to invest in their brand and establish their online presence before they come and uh, learn the training it's sort of one of these things if you're going to do branded digital marketing you need to have a brand <laughs> and if you're going to do digital marketing you need to have the proper sort of foundation you know you, you should have a website you probably if you're going to do email marketing you should probably have a list <laughs> you know if you're if you're going to be uh looking to leverage social media you should be established on social media first so because we work with small medium businesses quite often we need to do a little bit of groundwork on establishing their brand or setting up their online foundation and then the training academy will teach them how to activate it is the word that we would use yeah, that's that's amazing. You know, you, it sounds like you work with them very on a on a personal basis. I would say, are you able to just build long term relationships with your clients? Uh, yes, and um, you know, prior to launching this training academy that we've been talking about, we've been a sort of a, a traditional legacy agency. We've been building brands and websites for you know some fifteen years. So we mm -hmm. have we have long term clients that have entered the training program. We have. Uh, you know, we have earned new clients that have come to us directly just for the training program, but then have discovered through their training that their website is not really set up in a way that is going to maximize their 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 ability to leverage it uh, in in you know content marketing or for e-commerce or whatever. So quite often, uh, those clients that come to us directly for the training academy end up going backwards a little bit and working with us on uh, through our branding and our web division as well. But the flow goes both ways. So we'll actually have clients go through the client journey in both directions. Ideally, if we were picking, we would want to work with a client at the beginning and establish their brand, get their, uh, their uh, online presence set up and then have them go through our curriculum. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. Thank you for expanding on that. Do you feel like you have more of an expertise, I would say, just in a digital marketing sense, since you have experience with content creating online in the past? Yeah, I would say, so I mentioned we just merged with our number one competitor, uh, competitor Image Design. And uh, so that merger happened in April. And the core skill set or um, a service that both agencies provided over the years would be branding. So I think the, the most valuable work that we do um, in, in the in the traditional done for you sort of paradigm is, is branding. So logos, visual identity, and brand strategy. Um, and then what we found, and I think this is still the model in most agencies is here's your branding, good luck, you know, and, and what we find with most small, medium businesses is 
they don't have internal par- departments to be able to to activate these brands and they can't afford to have the agency to continue to activate it for them so so unless we find a way to make these brands accessible and teach them how to use it um we've you know, I've, I've seen this unfortunately even with us we've we're guilty of over the years we develop a visual brand for for one of our customers only to see them struggle to activate it or here's your new website and then they don't know mm-hmm. what to do with it so we've significantly changed our business model to whether we're developing brands or building websites we heavily recommend they join us in the training program so we can teach them how to activate it so on branding an example of this is all of our brand guides now are um, our visual identity uh, guides are deconstructed, loaded into Canva, and we mm-hmm. teach our our, um, our clients how to do branded design in Canva. So Canva is just an example of a tool that has made this much more accessible. Rewind mm-hmm. five years ago, this probably wouldn't have been so easy, even though Canva was around five years ago, it wasn't as good as it is now. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing that it's embedded with Canva already. That's That's great. Thank you for that example. So who are your clients, would you say? Is it, I mean, you mentioned social media. Is it also referrals and ads? Um, so like where, where do our clients come from? Yes. Yeah, so uh, we um, have uh, a, well, this is changing right now. This is where I'm kind of hesitating on the answer. So with our uh, launch of our training program, our target market is now um, Alberta, Canada. So um, small, medium businesses within the province. So just today, actually, we launched, uh, uh, announced a major partnership with the Alberta Chambers of Commerce, whereby, uh, so Alberta Chambers of Commerce would be a channel partner with us where we can promote and activate our training academy. And so mm-hmm. there's uh, over 20,000 uh, small, medium businesses that are registered within uh, the province as small, medium businesses, chamber member businesses. And so, you know, we're trying to make our training academy um, accessible uh, through them. So we have preferential pricing for these chamber member businesses. But then that becomes a lead generation for, you know, they may come to us, uh, you know, looking to learn about email marketing or LinkedIn marketing mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And then they'll, will in our discovery, we'll establish, you know, if they need any support with their brand or with their website and um, lots of funding right now um, in the system. Uh, our training program, as an example, 66% of it is subsidized by the government. So uh, the government is really trying to support small, medium businesses transition to digital. Mm-hmm. Another example of this is we build websites and we build e-commerce websites and the government right now um, has uh, through the Canada Digital Adoption Program, $2,400 grant for small medium businesses to invest in e-commerce. And there's a long litany of these programs and grants and subsidies that we do a really good job of helping our clients to unlock. And they're all, they all have the same flavor, helping businesses transition into digital. Um, the federal, provincial, and municipal, municipal governments have a really vested interest in seeing businesses thrive and succeed, and they know that the transition to digital is uh, an accelerator for that. Wow. That's so surface space. That's amazing. Can you expand a little bit more on why the transition into digital? Why do, do, you, why do you feel like it's important for your clients? Yeah, well, and that's a bit of a that is actually one of the reasons we started the training academy was at the start of COVID. We were working very closely with our local government and municipalities and uh, chambers of commerce and community futures, all these kind of quasi-governmental organizations. And they effectively asked us for help uh, to help small, medium businesses that have been 
locked out of their brick and mortar and had effectively overnight with COVID been forced to try to learn to navigate online doing, you know, business through e-commerce, social media, et cetera. So we developed a pilot program um, where we put 30 businesses uh, through this program for a, you know, a 12 week boot camp to, you know, very quickly get them up to snuff on leveraging uh, digital marketing. So web, social search and uh, email marketing. And so, Fast forward, that became ultimately the curriculum, and through many iterations, we've we've uh, iterated, and now we have a full-on division. We've partnered with the Digital Marketing Institute, but it was it was COVID that made it very clear for small medium businesses that we have to uh, transition to digital to survive. Mm. Our view would have been that this was the scenario prior to COVID. It just COVID put a light on that that was so, so clear. And the the urgency was so acute that businesses um, decided, you know, needed to take action. And so we we're there to help. And so now that COVID has settled down a little bit, we're having, you know, fairly calm conversations with clients. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's not the case that every business needs to transition to digital, but most do. They probably need to ensure that they have a presence on Google. They probably could create some extra touch points on social media. They have an opportunity to reach out to the customers for new sales or customer service over email. And it's just, it's very clear that in 2022, digital media is a fundamental part of a successful business. But it's also true that most businesses don't really know what to do and they don't have the skill sets. And so with, um, with our partnership with the with the global DMI, we're in the we're in the position to to help businesses make that you know transition, help help them through that journey. That's amazing that you're able to just walk them through that journey. You know, you mentioned that you partnered with digital marketing institutes. How was that experience for you? Yeah, they've they've been great to work with. So they um, the digital marketing institute. So they're a global organization. The curriculum is best in class. They have. Um, an advisory council made up of you know companies like Facebook and IBM and Microsoft. So the curriculum is is always up to date, and it needs to be facilitated and delivered by subject matter experts of you know which our our agency is. And then what they really do is they provide the curriculum, some of the infrastructure, but then they really really invite the training providers like 910 to localize that content and to create special programs that suit their region. So Mm -hmm. whereas the DMI provides the curriculum, we, the way we deliver it in our private community with uh, wrote with uh, weekly coaching calls and bringing in subject matter experts and creating extra homework and activities and kind of that practicum experience. We also, uh, we also uh, add, add content and curriculum above and beyond the DMI, um, which they're really happy to see as well. So for example, we -hmm. will do additional curriculum on brand strategy and we also do uh, Canva training. So we will teach our clients how to do uh, branded design with their beautiful visual brand that we've created for them and teach them how to use it in Canva. So yeah, the DMI is really uh, great to work with because they're they're so flexible to have their curriculum paired with with our curriculum and our our, curriculum. delivery model. Mm. And it's, it's more typical that, um, so within the province of Alberta, where, where our target market is, there's three DMI institutes, two of them are universities, and we're the only private uh, sector uh, training provider. So the DMI will both license their curriculum through academia, and private industry like 910. And when they 
when they go the route of private industry, we are much more flexible and able to be creative where academia is, as you can imagine, much more bureaucratic and much less innovative Ooh. by, by design. You know, it's, 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 it's government, it's, it's government run in Canada here and uh, it's not so flexible. So we're really able to do unique, innovative things in how we deliver our, our programming. That's amazing. So when did you get to a point where you were just seeing how it's more flexible with private institutions rather than public? Yeah. So the, you know, with, um, I'll give you an example right now. We have just uh, two weeks ago, we uh, ended, uh, we had a, an intern that was working with us. And so once they've graduated from, from the curriculum, uh, we did a work placement where they were able to get some some a work placement experience, and you know there's there's we can shift and pivot to different opportunities like that very quickly, whereas mm-hmm. in within the academia within academia, um, they're less able to do that. And also with um, as a as an agency, we have lots of freelancers and vendors that we work with that are experts in brand, that are experts in SEO, that are experts in uh, you know pay per click or whatever it is. So yeah. we're able to have a strong roster of of guest coaches that are rotating through and you know we have we we uh, create a community and a private facebook group and you know just a lot of a lot of things that we're doing would not really be um so easily done within an academic uh institution so so just a little bit more uh, leeway there yeah thank you for expanding on that i w- i would love to know when did your journey over the years get easier you'd say or maybe you got to a more stable place within your agency yeah, I don't know if it's gotten easier so much as it's gotten clearer. Um, when I mentioned my first company, Go Social, merged with Nine Ten, um, it got messy at first at, at that point because we became a full service digital marketing agency that would offer every service under the sun, from print to copywriting to traditional ads management and campaigns and app development, to SEO, and the list went on. And it was really, really. Um, um, a lot of service offerings. And so over mm-hmm. the years, we've been able to narrow down into a, a, a stronger uh, tight positioning, less services, deeper expertise, much more choosy about our client or what our clientele. We've, um, I just mentioned that in April, we went through another merger. We merged with our number one competitor, Image Design. That step, that merger has brought us back to a place where we've now um, ballooned again a little bit until in terms of our products and services and so now we're in the process of again repositioning and ideally um you know we're looking to we're looking ultimately for less clients but with a deeper experience a a more in-depth customer journey so i'd mentioned before in a perfect world we want to ensure that our our customers have a well-established brand of which we teach them how to activate in canva we get them established with a strong uh, web presence and e-commerce if that's relevant for their for their business. We make sure that they're established on the um, the right social media platforms for their business. We ensure that they're properly established and being indexed in search engines. And then we teach them um, through our curriculum. We train their staff on how to manage, how to activate this platform and this brand that we've built for them. And there will be still some very you know, technical or higher end services that they'll continue to hire us for. But for the most part, our model is, is meant to empower small, small and medium businesses to, to take in-house the majority of their digital marketing um, activities atop of a, a brand and a uh, web um, um, 
presence that we've established for them. Mm. Yeah, I love that you mentioned empower. I think that's so important. So important just for being a new business owner. You know, why did you mention just being choosy with clientele? Can you expand on that more? Yeah, you know, it's fairly easy um, in business, especially when you're getting uh, started to be scrappy and to take on any opportunity that comes your way. But what's become clear over the years is that, so for example, we may have someone that's coming to us for something that's transactional in nature. They're just looking for a quick set of business card orders, or they're just looking for us to do some maintenance on their website, and or they just mm-hmm. want a quick little website, but they don't see the value in branding. And so if, if, if a client is just looking to use us um, as an order taker, hey, build me this thing or do me this design, as opposed to recognizing our expertise and allowing us to do a proper discovery and to diagnose, you know, where they might be having issues and to make some recommendations and guide them through. Because what will happen, and again, we've been here before, and this is what we're moving away from over the years, is to just build a website for a client, hand it over to them, and to recognize that they have no idea what they're doing with this website. They don't have an activation strategy. They're just, they're sort of, you know, if you build it, they will come. That's what they're thinking. Well, that only works in Kevin Costner movies, right? So so our I will turn away clients now if they don't believe in our, our, our business model, which is whatever we build for you, we're going to teach you how to navigate. We're going to teach you how to drive. If you're not interested in driving, um, well, you can't afford for us to drive it for you. So we're probably not a good fit. So we will be much more selective now in the type of clientele that we we bring on. And those that are looking for a long term relationship where we will empower them to have that that full brand and web presence and build their internal capability, you know, and that's probably a three year journey with, you know, and then as it happens, every three to five years, it's time for a website refresh brands probably, you know, have a long, you know, much longer staying power if you're keeping them well-maintained. And so, um, yeah, then it gets to the point where our clients are just happily involved in our, in our training program or community. And they're just, they're always learning. It's like they have a, a, a digital marketing agency in their back pocket. And now our clients would have an in-house marketing lead that has a, a a, you know, a, a, a modern foundation that they're working upon. And when they need a little bit of guidance, um, they just, they just lean into our community and, and into our curriculum. Yeah. That's amazing. That just goes to show that the right person or the right client will come to you that align with your message, like you said. So what would you say right now you are currently learning to level up your agency? Um, for, for us right now, it's mostly, I would say, systems, process, workflows, especially through the merger. Uh, we've just merged two organizations with uh, disparate software, different culture, different systems, different pricing. So, so we're working through that. We've recently been looking into EOS, the Entrepreneur Operating System. Mm-hmm. And so we're doing a self-implementation of that right now. And so are you familiar with EOS? I'm not. Yeah, so it's a it's a generalized operating system that you can apply to any business, and it has these sort of these frameworks and these tools and these best practices. So, for example, um, just helping to establish uh, key performance, uh, you know, KPIs and and uh, developing dashboards and setting clear um, uh, accountabilities and job roles across departments and across people, 
and even just as going as far as saying, uh, here's what your your here's what it looks like. Here's how we do meetings at nine ten. Um, here, you know, anything from um, sort of formats and templates to follow. And it's one of those things where I don't. It's not that I believe EOS is the you know the be all to end all, but it is a framework that has been tried, tested, and true. And it's something that just helps to organize and to get everyone on the same page. And as we're bringing two agencies together that have you know very different sort of you know day-to-day operations and systems we need to very quickly get all team members and all systems on the same page so so eos is what's helping us with that and i've yeah i've been geeking out and reading quite a bit about that and and always brand brand strategy and brand psychology that's uh that's my passion on the side i read a lot about uh brand archetypes would be my favorite topic i think brand archetypes wow that's nice yeah are you familiar with brand archetypes you said brand archetypes can you expand on that a little bit more? Yeah, you know, uh, brand archetypes are these, um, they were originally uh, conceived of or sort of first documented by Carl, Carl uh, Jung. And there are these sort of archetypal characters, um, character types that have been recognized across culture, across all narratives. And um, you see them in movies. So for example, the hero's journey in, in Star mm-hmm. Wars, this has been made famous by Joseph Campbell, but mm-hmm. when we're developing brands, um, we spend a lot of time personifying the brand, and to the extent that you, in a in that in an exercise of personifying, you can you can align the brand with a brand archetype, then allows you to to get much more clarity. So, for example, uh, one of the archetypes is the fool, or sometimes called the jester, and you'll recognize him when you see them. So, uh, Forrest Gump, for example, is a fool. Um, but he's also an innocent, which is another archetype. He's a, he's a lovable fool and a very innocent sort of you want to take care of him. But uh, when you when you think about the, the fool or the jester archetype, kind of the clown, you can yeah. think of um, uh, think of Old Spice. You know, that guy, I'm on a horse. That's very much the clown archetype. Uh, you think of M&Ms, those two, those two M&M nuts that are always fighting and getting into yeah. trouble and being a bunch of buffoons. Well, that's the jester archetype. And so there's hero archetypes. There's um, um, there's the sage archetype. Nine ten, mm-hmm. my agency, we are the sage, and the sage is like the the oracle, the professor, the teacher. Yoda is a is the sage in Star Wars. And so, as an archetype, one of the things that we do is we we guide our clients along. We empower them with knowledge. We don't do the work for them, at least in the training academy. We're not doing your marketing for you. In fact, you cannot hire us to do your marketing for you. We can only point you in the right direction, give you the tools, the skill set, and the training, and then set you off on your journey. And so so to the extent that our businesses, we help them to understand their archetypal character. We can infuse that into their branding and their messaging. And these, these archetypes, there's 12 that are um, that are predominant that we we leverage, and um, they they just provide a lot of a lot of direction for for uh, brands, and it's just a really fun exercise to pull that out as well. Yeah, that was very interesting. Thank you for expanding on that. You know, you mentioned just to circle back. You mentioned just the merging between agencies, you know, and hopefully harmoniously. Would you say that is your biggest rock to move on your journey to seven figures? Uh, yes, and yeah. we will be over seven figures. Just um, prior to the merger, both agencies standalone were were just sub uh, seven figures. Bring them together, right. we will be above that. But we have had some some um, changeover of team during the merger as well. So our uh, 
you mentioned rock, you know, what's your biggest rock? And I, rock is a term that they use in EOS. So we do what are called 90 day rocks, which are basically 90 day goals and objectives. Hmm. And so predominantly our rocks for this quarter up until the calendar new, uh, calendar new year are systems and processes. So we are currently um, moving away from five disparate softwares into one sort of agency software, one software to rule them all type thing. And so that is a is a very bumpy process. It takes longer than you would like it to take. And once we have yeah. that in place, we we've we've significantly streamlined our systems, our processes, and our workflows. So that's probably our biggest thing right now is that operational efficiency. And it's interesting. Just uh, last week, we we just won uh, best small business in our region, um, uh, nominated by the um, Chamber of. Uh, 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 Grand Prairie and District Chamber of Commerce. So it's a, oh. it's a wonderful award. And, and what's interesting is, you know, you, you, you win this award and it clearly it's an indication from the market that you're doing well, you're going in the right direction. But it's always interesting to see it's that picture of the, the duck that's very calm on the surface and below the feet are just going crazy. So we're yeah. working very hard right now to integrate those systems and those, those processes across the two agencies. So we probably have another three to six months to, I think, get really dialed in. And then we need to have a scaling moment as we expand throughout the province with our training academy. Wow, nice. That's really great. And I hope that the training academy just helps you expand as well. You know, I've really enjoyed this conversation. Do you have any lasting advice for agency owners or your peers listening to this? Yeah, that's a that's an interesting question. I'm I think it's uh, probably a point I mentioned earlier is to try to get, you know, as clear as you can in terms of what is your what's your unique value proposition? What is what is it that you do that you're the best at? And that may be a singular service or in our case, it's actually a specific journey that we can we can bring our clients through. So I I did mention, you know, quite a bit about our training academy, but our training academy really sits atop of the of our traditional agencies of brand and web. And mm -hmm. so our brand and web divisions um, on their own were guilty of creating brands and building websites for clients only to see them struggle on to activate them. But the training academy is, is equally sort of alone where you can train, you can train a company, all of these digital marketing best practices, but if they don't have a brand and a, and a proper web presence, they don't have the, the platform to sort of activate. So, by tying that all together, what we've sort of found is that we have a very unique uh, client customer journey where we can help them along along the way. And so, so what we what we need to be really um, um, disciplined about now mm -hmm. is identifying when someone is not the fit for us. If they're just looking for transactional, I would just like a website. I don't I don't like the rest of your story. I'm not interested in the training academy. I don't need a brand. Well, then we'd be guilty of just building them a website of which our competitors could do and just set them up for failure when they don't know how to activate that website. And so we're just, we're not so interested in that model anymore. Yeah. You know, I, this conversation has been very insightful. And like you mentioned, just the unique client customer journey, it very much does sound like that is, you know, the type of clients that you're able to work with. I think that's amazing. You know, thank you for this conversation. How can people get in contact with you? Yeah, so 910.ca is our website. Uh, we spell that N-I-N-E-10.ca. Our handle on social is 910inc. And uh, 
And then on, I'm also on LinkedIn, Ryan Blay at LinkedIn. And uh, um, that's probably the platform where I engage the most now. Um, we are a B2B. We work with businesses. So I tend to uh, connect on, on, if I'm going to be on social media personally, I'll be on LinkedIn. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a good evening. Yeah. Thank you for your time.